All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome inside the 360 Sports Show. I am Andrew Pizzelli. He is Christian Lauber, and we are running you through the biggest stories from the past week in sports here live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Reach us anytime in the comment sections of any of those to uh, alter the conversation. And, Christian, uh, I see here that the topic with which you want to first discuss requires a certain action, which we shall perform now. Out of the ball locker come the New England Patriots. So you want, you, there's been enough that you want to discuss the New England Patriots. We had banished them to the ball locker. We've, we've briefly we opened the door, dangled them out and looked at them and shoved them back in. Mm-hmm. But you feel necessary here to actually open the ball locker, take out the Patriots and give them a good, hard, long look. So I will let you start that conversation. Yeah. Uh, so. There's 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 an upside and a downside to this. Uh, <laughs> the the upside is uh, Mac Jones obviously appeared over the last couple days here. Uh, it's been going around. Obviously, we've seen him put in the work with his teammates. Uh, I believe out in California, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere out there, somewhere out in the warm weather uh, when it was cold here. But uh, and he looks like he's in better shape and he's trimmed down a little bit, which is a very positive sign because I think. Uh, He's obviously a kid that wants to work, and we saw that in year one. Even when they were getting blown out to Buffalo, he was the guy on the field trying to put something together even though they couldn't get a stop. But it's twofold because I think Mac Jones is going to be set up to have a great year by himself, and he looks like he's put in the work. And then the other side of it is he's got Joe Judge and Matt Patricia coaching him. Uh, If it was Josh McDaniels, I'd feel fantastic right now because I think they picked up on wide receiver. They are clearly attacking the the needs at O-line with the draft. And then you look at the other side of it and it's like Matt Patricia. Here comes Matt Patricia, the offensive coordinator, right? Or Joe Judge. We don't know who's calling the plays yet. Um, so I just I, – I, they're in a weird spot right now because I think Mac Jones, again, I think he's set up for to succeed here in year two. They've added pieces on the offense. The defense is what it is. But then the, the coaching part of it, just like it kind of just slams the door shut where I feel like this is going to be a letdown of a year because of the coaching. Yeah. I mean, two things. I don't know if it's necessarily good that Mac Jones is trimmed down. I don't know why. He's going to need that extra padding when he's getting pummeled to the ground week after week after week because of a potentially still suspect offensive line. And play calling because I don't trust Joe judge to put them in good spots uh, and, and coach it up. Uh, So yeah, the coaching thing makes me, makes me really worry for Mac Jones uh, on top of outside of that worrying just about the Patriots offense in general. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's people who have, who have argued both sides of this, you know, Oh, you know, who cares what their title is, blah, blah. Like, you know what? It does not even matter about title. What is their role? I don't even feel like there's defined roles right now. Like, no, yes. Not. Yeah. A title, yes, means absolutely nothing. Brian Flores did not have a title, but Brian Flores was the defensive coordinator. Josh McDaniels, when he started, did not have a title, but he was the offensive coordinator. He was fulfilling that role that is assigned with the title. Mm-hmm. Or the, you know, he's, he's, the title goes with that role. You, you have to have the role. You don't need the title. What are the roles? Yeah. 
We don't. That's know. the bigger question. What is your role? Don't say what's your title. Who cares what their title is? What is your role? And from everything I've seen, nobody knows their role, which means that nobody knows exactly what they're supposed to do. Which means that nobody knows how to accomplish anything. What to do? I mean, I'm very, very, very concerned about that. You know, normally we say, oh, and Bill, we trust, and blah, blah, blah. Until I see this succeed, I, I, I'm very concerned. Very concerned over that. Because you need to find roles. Any any team to succeed. doesn't matter if your role is small. If it's defined, you know what you have to do, and you can excel at that. If you don't have a defined role, the whole thing's just Muddled. A, me- a mess. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. The... the uh, I've long been in the in Bill We Trust, even last year with stuff. Because I had, you know, Josh McDaniels is going to run the offense. Bill can coach up the team, the other coaches, and help the defense. He's just going to be spread too thin, and I, I don't know. It, it, it's going to start because we both think it could start bad for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I think they could start 0-4. Similar to last year. Guess what? The Maybe in worse. Bill We Trust crowd ain't going to hang around through that. They did it with Cam Newton. They did it in COVID. They are not going to be saying in Bill We Trust with now him at this age being having to be spread this thin to help a team succeed. I don't know. I think it could get real ugly, unfortunately. That's where I'm at with the New England Patriots right now. I think it could get ugly fast, and I don't know if they're going to be able to put it back on the rails. A lot of time yeah, between I, I, lot of time yeah. between now and the first game, but that's my impression right now. I think it's going to be very ugly. But isn't this on Bill somewhat? Like, if it goes poorly and Mac Jones doesn't take a leap in year two, this is on Bill. He surrounded him with a bunch of stiffs who couldn't, who failed ever, elsewhere and didn't really do much here either. I mean, Joe Judge was okay on special teams, but now he's got him in a completely different role. Matt Patricia pretty much just dumpster fire in Detroit, came back here, sat up in the booth, and now he's like, supposedly in line to take the next head coach coaching job here potentially in the future like i don't feel great about it number one number two mac jones writes year two these young quarterbacks they make a leap a lot of the time a lot of time they take a huge stride step in the right direction uh and i think him losing weight body fat whatever you want to say i think he needs to put on muscle and and kind of build uh build as he goes in terms of arm strength being able to take hits, know how to know how to hit the ground, things like that, but that will come with time. Uh, I think him putting in the work in the offseason is a great sign. The problem is, again, the the coaching is just a huge question mark because if Josh were here, which I have my problems with Josh in terms of play calling and whatever you want to say, he's still a very good offensive coach, and he's and he's been there, done that. Without him here, you're looking at Joe Judge, Matt Patricia. That's just not a combo that is like. I don't think Bill has set this kid up for success when he's bringing in two guys that failed elsewhere that are his friends instead of getting a real offensive mind in here to kind of mold Mac into his what should be up and up years now. Yeah, and hey, you know what? I think Mac Jones could still overcome all that and have a great year, and the Patriots are still going to lose games. 100%, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, unless he reaches super, you know, saying level here in year two uh, and is putting up 30 something points a game week in and week out. Um, you know, he basically I think this year could be like what Justin Herbert went through year one. Honestly, Eventually, yeah, I think that's that that it may be end up being that, the, the comp. 
uh, Colin in the comment section. Just an absolute cluster of confused chaos from the outside looking in for the Pats. Not what a sophomore QB needs. Exactly. Uh, so um, That being said, on the coaching, back in the ball locker. Uh, thank you. I was already, I already had, I was hovering over it. Like this is already longer than we should talk, uh, on, on this team that, uh, deserves the, the, like, well, take your beating and get back in the ball. Locker. Eventually basketball will end and we will have some dark times ahead in terms of the sporting world, but, Oh, we may not though, Christian. And we will discuss some of that in hot and not. It's time for hot, hot. You want to talk about hot. Hot. Please stop doing that. Doing what? Continue. Go ahead. And not. God, is he a moron. Oh my god, he doesn't shut up. It's so stupid. Stupid decisions. Dum-dums. The naughtiest knot of the year. Oof. Suck fest. Suck sauce. On the 360 Sports Show. All right, Christian. Hot and not. Up and down. Good and bad. Pluses and minuses. Start with the things that were good. This week, and then we can get to the bad. Uh, but lead it off, and you're you're one of the ones you have up there as 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 a hot uh, could maybe give us something to talk about this summer. But it could also be a not too. Just saying. But Trevor Story is has made the list for the first time this year, and uh, I think deservedly so. Since we talked last, which I don't remember what day it was. I can't even remember what I had for lunch today. Never mind what happened last week. But since we talked last, Trevor Story has raised his average, I want to say, about 30 points, maybe more, since we talked last. He now has seven home runs, which is second on the team. He Before, he had like two, one, none. Yeah. Uh, 29 RBIs, which leads the team. And his average went from like below 200 to 226 now. And he's on absolute tear, and he kind of carried them through this Mariner series a little bit. Uh, tied the game a couple times, Grand Slam. There was a game where he hit three homers. Three homers. Uh, so just a ridiculous, uh, ridiculous series against the Mariners. And even more than that, he's kind of picked it up here. So uh, th- now the other part of that is that maybe this gives the Red Sox leeway to say, well, we don't need Xander Bogarts, right? Because Trevor Story is going to be shortstop and yada, yada, yada. We can go down that whole rabbit hole. But uh, Trevor Story is on the list. Finally. I mean, this is what everybody told us, though. S- slow starts. Story time. Has his slow starts. Uh, and now it's story time. Uh, Colin in the comment section. Apparently, within the last week, Trevor Story has accepted the fact that he is indeed in a Boston Red Sox uniform. Yeah, he thought this oh, yeah. was like COVID, that the season didn't start until uh, end of May. Yeah, delayed, yeah. <laughs> Delay. Delayed start. Delayed by a month and a half. Um, yeah, no, he's been awesome. I mean, that was the, and, and what it's done, the Sox in general, eight and two in their last 10, uh, if they can keep that up, they can get out of the early hole. They put themselves in and at least put themselves in a good spot to get a playoff spot. They are not winning the division. I, I, I don't see, I don't see the Yankees just totally falling apart. Uh, in in giving in well, I don't know about that. Uh, it's so it's so rare though. Like um, injury, yeah, guys could get nicked up and and then it could tank. But just you know, on average, usually teams that start really well and lead their divisions in April and May, most of sure. the time win the division. Um, and you're not only behind them, you're also behind the race. And so, the and the Blue Jays. But but um, you've made up serious progress on the Blue Jays and Rays because. Yeah. 
in the last eight and you know ten, twelve games here. You you have an opportunity to be in the conversation to get a playoff spot with the current. You're two and a half games out right now of a playoff spot um, with the expansion. So that is that is it. That is all. That is all. I guess you can wish for at this point. So the Red Sox, uh, they're gonna have they're gonna have that chance, and I do think. Uh, they are another one. They have also been banished. So we have, I think for now, we officially remove them from the ball locker and they can sit. They're outside, but yep. they're like, they're, they're ball locker adjacent right now. Like yeah. the door's shut. Sure. It's shaking a little bit. It's ready to just gobble them back up. What I've they, done is I've grabbed my cleats. I haven't put them on, but I've grabbed my cleats. I've grabbed my glove and ball, and I, I'm just going to put them next to me on the bench. That's basically what's happening right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, You're still in the the ball locker room. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but you're not well, in you're the ball locker. The locker. Yeah, we're, we're entering a phase here where they're going to the bench outside of the locker. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so anyway, um, my hot. This was some news that I got today that I think is fantastic. Like, Big time in the NFL. They are discussing eliminating the Pro Bowl. Let's go. <laughs> Who needs it? Just do the skills stuff and that's it. It is oh, a yeah. it is a been a complete joke. Once they moved it to before the Super Bowl, nobody who was good enough to be in the Super Bowl and be a Pro Bowler was ever gonna go. Um and it, it just it just continued to decline and more people started begging out. It really didn't matter. And it wasn't. it's just not a thing anymore. I mean, it yeah. used to be like, hey, take your family to Hawaii, this free trip to Hawaii. Like, you know, hey, for a guy who was like maybe on a rookie salary and was like a fifth-round pick who made the Pro Bowl, like that's a big deal. Like that's sick. These guys all, even like the, the no-namer guys, they make enough money. They can, go, they can go to Hawaii whenever they want. And even then, it's not even Hawaii anymore. It's all over the place. Like, who wants to go to Vegas or Orlando just randomly? Once your season's over, you'd be like, you know what? I want to go on vacation. I want to go actual vacation. I want to go down to a resort in Cancun. Uh, like, why am I going to go to Orlando, yep. Florida? So I think getting rid of it and having it just be like a skills thing, something fun, competitive, non-contact, you know, let linebackers do passing drill. Like, find a way. They, fi- they can find ways to make it fun for everybody involved. Um, you know, hard, you could do the hardest hit. You could have a dummy tackle dummy that they run up and just try and pile drive. Uh, yeah, like you're at the carnival. Bags. Yeah. Those punching bags that you hit and see how fast your speed is. Yeah. Just have them go run into a, a, a some fake lineman. Exactly. Yeah. Or you, or you trot out, uh, you know, the worst offensive coordinator, uh, in football and he gets run over. Oh, so I guess they'd have to give Matt Patricia or Joe judge that title. Never mind. Wouldn't work. True. Um, Colin in the comment section is you signed the official death warrant for the Pro Bowl when you decided you needed that 17th game. Exactly. And the NFL wants 18 games. They, they, they're going to keep pushing for, for more. Well, 17, really. We want to balance the schedule a little more, so uh, 18 it is. Um, yeah, they got to get rid of that thing. You could still have some sort of fun weekend, you know, do something, but the game itself, uh, totally unnecessary. So... Glad to see they're actually discussing getting getting rid of that. Christian, any knots for you this week? Uh, yeah, I have one uh, that came off of uh, – honestly, I have more hot than not this week. But um, 
Nazem Kadri. I'm going to go Nazem Kadri because um, I saw this today and it just continues the the cluster that is social media. But Nazem Kadri had a hat trick. Uh, he is obviously playing with the Colorado Avalanche against the St. Louis Blues in the playoffs right now. He I, on the ice, he's he's a bit of uh, an edge guy in terms of he plays on the edge all the time. He he was suspended a number of times against the Bruins just with Tampa, uh, Toronto rather, in years past. Um, so he's on the ice. He's not an edge guy off the ice. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know him, but, uh, he is, uh, he had just scored a hat trick. The, the abs are kind of rolling as expected. And, you know, it takes, uh, his, I believe his wife, I want to say his wife, if not his significant other takes the social media with all these threats and race, race, racial remarks and things on Twitter and Instagram. I think it was just Instagram actually. Uh, just horrible things to his wife, him, threats, things like that. And it's just, what are we doing here these days? I mean, it's just, you can be a keyboard warrior no matter what. You just sit behind sit behind a screen and, and send threats to these guys for what? Scoring a goal in a hockey game. Yeah. Stupid. Like, you know, maybe he uh, plays on the edge on the ice. That doesn't mean off the ice you, you get to have a free-for-all. It just That's just not the way it works. That is what Twitter has done to people, though. It has empowered them to say and do anything they wish without repercussion. Unless, which is where I'm going with my not, you are an NBA beat reporter. Uh, Word to the wise, I give this speech to our athletes all the time. Social media is a great tool. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to connect with people. You can discover things. You can promote yourself. It's a great tool to, to use and have fun with. Um, but you're putting stuff on the internet, which never dies. It never goes away. Uh, if you're anybody who decides now, now, honestly, you could apply to anything, you know, you could be a grocer and they might fire you over some mean tweets you put out from like when you were in the seventh grade. Um, but especially if you're going to go into the sports world or the, be in the celebrity world and anything in media, man, you have to either protect your account Delete an account and just start a new one that's going to be your professional. Don't take the like account you were using in like your freshman year of college and say, well, this will be my official work handle now too. Uh, Mark yeah. Haynes, who works for uh, – I think he worked for Yahoo. I'm not sure which – He's with the Warriors now? He's with – he's a Warriors beat writer. I think he used to work for Yahoo, but he's a, he's a Warriors beat writer. Um, was calling out Steph Curry for being a front runner. Uh, like with his play. And so a whole bunch of upset fans, some internet sleuths decided to get back at him. They did the old deep dive and they turned up an absolute treasure trove of really bad tweets. Some of them are funny. There's some funny ones in there that are obviously inappropriate. There's some funny ones. There's a whole lot of just homophobic, racist, just insane things that like you gotta imagine he remembers tweeting that like 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 if you tweet this this sort of stuff as often as he did you remember that you were doing that on that account and he made it his public profile work account blue check mark yeah blue check mark next to some of this stuff you know now as you scroll back through it i mean it's all from it's like a 10 years old january 18th 2011 like Ter- like crazy stuff. Uh, 
trying to tell women what they should do if a man's attacking them. Like, get out, you have no business. Like, absolutely insane. Uh, and so he was put on, if you, I, I, I put it through the, uh, at 360 Sports Show on Twitter, uh, I tweeted out uh, the article um, for that Yahoo had on, on this. So if you want to go and read the tweets and see, because everybody's like, oh, come on, somebody's good. They just, they just read a headline. Well, somebody got fired for what they tweeted. It's like, go read them. Go read those and tell me if they, you think that's the type of person that you should be employing. Just, just tell them. I mean, go read them. Some gross stuff. Really bad stuff. Yeah. And you know what? You want to put it out there and have it be public? You have to deal with the consequences of a private business saying, nah, we don't like that. You no longer represent us. Even if it's from 10 years ago. Even if it's from 10 years ago. So, absolutely crazy. So, he has been put on uh, indefinite leave. <laughs> Power to the fans. This is why you got to be careful. You poke that internet yeah. beast. Uh, the internet is undefeated. Say that. Oh, yeah. So There's a track record there. All right, let's end on a high note. I want to watch Connor McDavid highlight. I, I put it in there for you. That's the that's the bonus hot of the week. Um, yeah, it, it's the guy uh, is just ridiculous. I mean, it's just. I think he should be in a different league. It's just <laughs> the McDavid lead. He's playing league. against other NHL players, by the way. This is true. Let me get rid of our uh, doink share screen. Got to see it. Oh, <laughs> he is just filthy. I mean, how fast his hands are there is just crazy. Yeah, he he's he's just insane. I mean, he can go one on three and just school everybody and the goalie. It's just like I don't think I've ever seen anybody like him in, in professional sports. That you can just, you absolutely can just, especially in a sport like hockey, it, most of the time hockey's about three lines. And look, he, he might not win a cup by himself, but the things he does by himself, just like going through three people is just insane. And like that doesn't look crazy. Oh, that doesn't look crazy in slow motion, but you watch that full speed. Like for those watching live, I'll, I'll run this back so you can see it full speed. That's <laughs> like, that's just nasty. And that's just one of the things that he's done in this series. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. 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 He's sick. He is absolutely sick. Um, all right. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, the NBA. Uh, one word, Golden State Warriors. We said it. It's happening. They're going to dispatch of the Dallas Mavericks. No shot the Mavs have to come back. Zero. They may win a game tonight. They're not coming back in this series. No, nah, no shot. At all. Uh, Golden State is just on a whole nother playing field. Um, so that's all we got to say about that. What isn't predictable is this Celtics Heat series. I can't predict what's going to happen from game to game, partly because I don't know who's playing from game to game. So we're right where we thought we might be, two and two, but not – uh. You know, blowout loss, essentially, game one. Blowout win for the Celtics in game two. Uh, Celtics, again, have a horrific start and kind of a blowout game three, even though they make a comeback. And then last night, the Heat, um, 
That is about as pathetic of a start and just a total give up from a starting five as I've ever seen. Their starting five combined for 18 points. Five guys scored a total of 18 points. And not burgers and fries. But I'll tell you what. They're not chumps. No, no, they're good. Those five guys. But 18 to 1 run to open the game last night for the Celtics, and it was over. That game was over in the first three minutes. Insane. So I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow night down in Miami. Miami's probably going to run them off the floor. This thing's going to go seven, I think, just because of the way it's going. But who knows? Who knows what can happen tomorrow night? I mean, he looked like they. Yeah, well, yeah. Miami has about seven guys questionable. Uh, but I'll tell you what. The the Heat the other day, I I did not expect that from them. Like, they're normally a team that that they pride themselves on their effort, their toughness. And I, they looked like me after I got like a couple cannolis from the north end there. Like, <laughs> just like sluggish, just on the floor, just not not a care in the world. I mean, they get pretty much lost the game in the first quarter. They first, had the uh, thousand yard stare. Usually, when a team's like down twenty or down thirty, like with like six minutes to go in the fourth, you paint to the bench, and the guys are all like, have that like I don't know what happened. What, what, what happened? They had that look in the first quarter. Yeah, that that's what I thought. I was like, man, I know there's a ton of time, and the Celtics have blown leads in this postseason all year. Done it far less frequently in the postseason, but it's happened. They gave it up in Game One of the series to this team. Did not think that was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen. And the Celtics didn't even yeah. play all that well. Think about that. The Celtics shot like 24% from three and 30-something percent from the field and won by 20. Yeah, I don't think the Celtics were very good last night. <laughs> like, I don't think – I think they were okay. I didn't think – Defense, def, Defensively, they were locked in. they were fantastic. They were, they were very good on the defensive end. I think that might be the best game of the series defensively. Offensively, I don't think they did anything – I thought Derek White had a great start, which which was good to see because they needed a, a little spark there. Um, but it, it's a wacky series, and I'll say that they they won by twenty. It should have been like fifty because the the Heat got thirty points in the fourth quarter in garbage time. They had fifty two points through three quarters. I mean, into I the fourth quarter. Colin says it too. Here, I honestly started to think that the Heat would finish that first quarter in single digits. I thought they might finish with one point. Oh yeah, they had one forever. They didn't score their first field goal until three something minutes left, and it was a uh, a three from Oladipo, who was the best player on the floor for Miami. He scored alone as many points as the starting five did. Crazy. Um, now I'll say this: we say we don't know what's going to happen in this series. I believe now through four games, it's way more about Boston than it is Miami. If yeah. Boston's healthy. Which, they're not going to be 100% healthy. But if you have... Honestly, I think Time Lord probably is the most important guy. But you need Marcus Smart. If, if the Heat are going to be locked in, you need Marcus Smart. Because I do believe that Peyton Pritchard and Derek White could get picked on by Jimmy Butler if he's locked mm-hmm. in um, and, and able to go. Uh, so this, But the Celtics, when healthy, when they have their normal starting five, I think they could blow this team off the floor. I think yeah, they, I, really, I really think they can. I think uh, in so this series, th- I think that this could easily go either way. But if the Celtics are playing their starters, they're going to win in six. 
If the so, Celtics don't beat themselves, they win every game in the series so far. They, it was a sweep if they didn't just dribble the ball off their foot. Turn, they turned it over 24 times in game three. You're yeah. not going to win a game in the NBA doing that. So if they just play within themselves, I'd like to see them win a game without having to be down 3-2, 2-1, Like just, just go out there with intensity to start a game here when you can take a lead in a series. That would be great. Uh, but in this series, I think Rob Williams is more important than Marcus Smart. I think Smart is important overall, but I think in this series, Rob Williams is huge. I mean, it's just what, what you saw what he what Bam did without Rob in there, and what he did with Rob in there last last night. I mean, it's just it's, I think he had like three three points. Yeah, it's night and day because Rob can defend everywhere on the floor, which is just, and also he's re, he can rebound and block. So. I don't know. I I just think you look at a guy like Derek White and what he gave you last night. I think in this series, most specifically, is Robert Williams is more important than Marcus Smart. I think if you get both guys back, you should win this series. And I think it's kind of a fail if you don't get to the finals. This team on the other side is kind of like willing you almost to just take it from them. Yeah. No, it, it honestly would be you're, you're 2-2, and I think you've been the better team if you're Boston. Uh, it would be a failure. It would be. At this stage of the game, it would 100% be a failure not to not to make the finals. Uh, Colin says, Celtics D was absolute dynamite when it counted. So much so, it gave them the leeway to take their foot off the gas multiple times and be just fine. Rob being there is huge, and I applaud Derek White for a good game and a great first quarter. Yeah, he scored the first seven points. Al once again found his inner 25-year-old. Oh, that block and then him looking for it was yeah. sweet. Yeah. Uh, but with the, he and Sean he Grady said this on the radio. He's a guy, and we've said this since he had that 30-point game in Milwaukee. He's looked different this postseason. Just mm-hmm. demonstrative, animated, uh, physical, like just ultra physical. He looks like a guy who wants to go to his first finals. He is playing like a guy who knows. He's, oh yeah, he's, no. he's emptying I mean, the tank. This he, is his he best can, chance. He can absolutely smell it. You you can you can definitely tell. Um, Colin finishes, but with the exception of Pritchard, they couldn't shoot from deep to save their life. It didn't feel that way during the game, and they didn't need it. Shooting 23% from deep is brutal, but luckily, aside from the Cs being good on D, the Heat were straight-up garbage, which you can't count on next time. No, you can't count on that. No, no. Uh, and But I, I, what I like, too, about like Tatum had a big struggle in Game 3. Game 4, he was aggressive. I mean, he, he, he made so many of the right passes in the right spots. He wasn't just like making the predictable pass. That was getting picked off in Game Three, uh, or some of these like t- double bounce passes wow, through the lane yeah. to the corner. Like he was much better, smarter with the ball. Um, and what's huge? That fourth quarter, the bench held down the lead, and everybody got rest in the fourth quarter. Especially Rob, I think Rob, he, came out, he came out in the third quarter though. Rob, yeah, Rob did not have to play much. Uh, 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 pretty much only played like a few minutes of the third quarter. That's it. Uh, so he gets rest. Marcus Smart is coming off rest. Tatum, I think, is is still nicked up. So getting him and Jalen rest, who Jalen's obviously, we forget he was dealing with a hamstring issue, like against the Bucks. Like those, yeah, I didn't those, think as much I didn't rest think he as you need. Very good last night, but no, his handle has been brutal. Um, yeah. but like I said, he, he was great in the game before, forty points, got if, him back in the game. If I'm gonna pick it right now, um, because uh, it will be concluded by time we take to the air again. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say Celtics in seven. I think they're going to figure it out in seven games. I think they win. Uh, I'll be surprised if they win tomorrow. If they do, they can close it out in six. No problem. But I think the Heat are going to have a response. It's just the way this series has gone. Just alternating awful games. 
Yeah. For, nice for, for NBA like fans, least. it has not been a good product. No, it's been and a lot of guys on the falling all over the place between Lowry and and it's just it's been a it's been a grind of a series. But uh, I will say, Colin makes a good point. But I'm okay with them missing from deep if they're they're winning in another way. It's good to see them not have to shoot 85 percent from three to blow somebody out. I'd rather them play great defense. Yeah, and dominate on that side of the floor, and then still win by twenty by Tatum being aggressive, getting to the foul line. Uh, I mean, the Heat kind of mailed it in. I mean, let's be honest; they probably saw Scott Foster over there and said, "The hell with this. Let's go. To, <laughs> let's go home." Uh, but but overall, I think I'm sticking with my original, which is Heat and seven, because I just I I haven't seen the Celtics get to that point. I mean, I I just I haven't seen them get to that final, and I would love for them to do it, but I'm just not there yet. So. It's right. Uh, I, in, it's right in line, Christian. You you just expect hey, disappointment. You're you're never let down. I mean, look, no, I'm let down definitely. But uh, the 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 Heat have Game Seven in their building, and the way the series has gone, I just it's blowout, 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 blowout. Two and two. Here we are, best of three. So I don't know why is it going to be any different the next three games. Hopefully, the Celtics can kind of you know put together a close game instead of getting you know somebody's going to have to win back to back games. Some somebody's going to have to eventually. Um, or, or if you're Boston, you lose because you can't you can't yeah. lose tomorrow, win game six, and lose game seven. So if you're Boston, you're thinking, you know what? Three straight wins. Button her up. Button her up. Three straight wins? Yeah. One last night, win game five, win game six. That's okay. Three. I was just testing you, making sure you, you knew that they only had to win two more. It's not a best of nine. Oh, no. So they they, oh, they no. win. What did they win? They're gonna win Don't. five games. Is, it, is this gonna be? Is this gonna be another math segment, Christian? Do uh, I get to have you try to math? I'm just trolling. <laughs> uh, Con says he's sticking with uh, his original uh, Celtics and six. Um, you talked about these games not being a good product. Um. Obviously, we've already kind of discussed here with McDavid how the NHL is a superior product uh, to almost anything. Uh, surprisingly, though, two of these uh, semifinal series, um, Colorado up 3-1 on the Blues. Tampa Bay swept Florida, yeah. which I am stunned by. Yeah, you know, they, they were going to be, well, actually, more specifically, Claude Giroux is going to be on my not list today. But, you know, I left them off just because whatever. But... Uh, that guy picked his spot and got swept in the second round. You know who won one less game than the Florida Panthers? The Boston Bruins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good so job, that, that was surprising. And, hey, surprise, surprise, the Lightning are, you know, back in a, a conference final. Yeah. Um, Carolina, 2-1. Uh, to one. They have the lead with the Rangers. Edmund, Edmonton. Ugh. Leads two to one over Calgary. Um, Carolina's who's, losing who's, tonight, though. Yeah. So I, I, I was gonna, I was going to ask you for your predictions here between those two series because the other ones, Colorado's going to is going to take care of their business. So um, who's yeah. going to claim the other two conference final spots there for the NHL to wrap things up here tonight? Jeez, uh, I don't even know. Uh, I'm going to say Edmonton. I think Edmonton punches through. Uh, Calgary is a good team, though. I think that that one might go seven. But if you're interested in hockey, you should be watching that series. It's just phenomenal on both sides. Uh, and and Milan Lucic is running goalies again in uh, 
in Edmonton. <laughs> not not really. It wasn't that bad. But uh, and then I'm gonna pick Carolina because they just dominate at home. They have Game Seven in their building again. They absolutely blow on the road. I don't know what it is. They're down two nothing. Right yeah. Now. Uh, and they lost already one in New York. This is Game Two in New York, and then they go back to Carolina, which they haven't been beaten yet, but they also haven't won on the road. So. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, that that team is fascinating because it's so weird to see a team so dominant when they get their matchups. But if you get away from that on the road, and the other team can kind of pick their spots, uh, they lose. But I I will say Carolina just because they have home ice. I am rooting hard for the Rangers though. I, I I'm hoping the Rangers kind of get get, and I would root for them against Tampa because who wants to see Tampa again? Exactly. Uh, I'm I'm rooting. I, I'll root. For either Carolina or New York against Tampa Bay, I, I'm just rooting for anybody. That's what made. I mean, I thought Florida. I didn't think Florida would beat them. I thought that game, that series, would go like six or seven. Yeah. Four nothing. Thanks for playing. Yeah, not much of a series at all. Ah, <laughs> oh, goodness. So, uh, anywho, that is gonna wrap her up here for this week, this edition of the show. Uh, you can catch us uh, anytime here, usually Mondays or Tuesdays throughout the summer here. So we've got activities and long weekends and things. Uh, so stay tuned to our social media platforms for the times of our broadcast on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And if you can't catch us live, you can always catch us as a podcast through Sounder FM or wherever you get your podcast from. So that is going to do it here tonight. Have a good long weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week. See you later.